0: Hey, Paul Rabelais here talking about the four ways people can set up an estate planning program in an attempt to protect their family from all the government interferences, taxes, difficulties, court issues that go along with settling someone's estate. And this is going to be real quick. I could go on for hours about each one. So I'm going to go through four. Number one, kind of the obvious one is no planning. We see it a lot. People tend to procrastinate or they don't want to address their mortality And so when that happens, you know, the state has a plan for where things go when you die, who inherit it, and who inherits your stuff, uh, who controls it, what can be sold, what can't be sold, married with children, state governs, you know, all of that. And then also if you have no legal program in place, if you're alive but become incapable as people are living longer, they're There we see more people becoming incapable of handling their own affairs, then more than likely someone in your family will have to sue you, uh, have you declared incompetent by a judge, judge appoints a legal guardian, it's called an interdiction or curatorship or guardianship, and that proceeding is really, really difficult. Likewise, if you pass away and have no will, there's going to be what's called a succession or probate where your family is going to hire lawyers to guide the family through a court process so that assets can be transferred pursuant to the state rules. Most everybody realizes option one is not a very good option. Option two is what we call the will plan. That's what I'll call the traditional, kind of the old-fashioned way people would get their legal affairs in order. They'd, They'd have their will written. They'd have powers of attorney for for financial matters, for health issues. They'd have a living will, which is a statement about life support machines. And the downside of that is when they pass away, all of the assets of the person who died are frozen, even if they had a will. And the will names an executor. Executor hires lawyers. Lawyers guide guides the family through a court process called a succession or probate. And oftentimes that court proceeding is more difficult, more lengthy, more stressful than families would like to have had it gone. So it always takes months or years. It, there's a significant cost to families going through that, whether it's a financial cost or a stressful cost or a relationship cost. It's, many families complain but that it's too difficult because they're dealing with lawyers and courts and judges and financial institutions and lawyers of financial institutions and title examiners and others. So that's option two. Um, We're seeing less and less of that because times are changing and people want it to be simpler. So option three is emphasizing uh, controlling everything you have and making sure that your family stays in control and all the government interferences are avoided. I'll call number three the revocable living trust program. So, for example, John and Jane Doe, they have a home, they have some accounts, maybe a few investments. Um, They want to leave things for each other, then their children, they'll set up their John and Jane Doe revocable living trust Um, trust says when one of them dies, all goes to the survivor. Both of them die, it goes to the children. They'll name a successor trustee, maybe one or more of their children to handle things when they pass away. They retitle, this is the key, they retitle their assets into their trust. So their home and their investments all get retitled because things that are titled in the name of a trust when you die don't have to go through the court process, and then when John dies, Jane doesn't have to do anything. She doesn't have to go to the lawyer's office, doesn't have to go through a court process. She just stays in control of everything. And then after Jane passes away, whoever they designated as the successor trustee within a matter of days can distribute and sell if sell assets if they need to be sold, but distribute those assets to the children or beneficiaries of the trust equally. So that's number three. And finally, number four involves some type of arrangement, oftentimes a trust, um, where th- one of the primary goals is to keep families from losing assets or depleting assets if they have a nursing home situation. So maybe um, we have a 72-year-old woman has arthritis, doesn't want to be a burden on her children, doesn't want to go to the nursing home, but realizes it might be necessary. What she'll do is set up a particular type of arrangement, and there's different kinds where she stays in control of what she has, but if she does go into the nursing home in the future, um, she doesn't have to deplete her life savings. She won't lose her home. The key to this kind of planning is arranging things at least five years before you go into a nursing home. So, The quick summary of the different kinds of legal programs that are available, number one, have nothing, state dictates everything, everybody agrees that's not a good option. Option two, that will plan, that's the traditional way to get your legal affairs in order, but when you die, things are frozen, your family hires lawyers and goes through a court process. Option three is that living trust option where you stay in control, but things are titled in a way... And and uh, the, the court process or for a married couple, two court processes are avoided along with the expense and delays that go with that. And then number four is the um, Medicaid planning option for those unique sets of families that are concerned that they may lose everything because of their long-term care needs. There you have it. Four Ways to Get Your Legal Program Established. Now go leave a legacy.